Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. If you're needing some uh, entertainment uh, in terms of reading as you uh, uh, go through these times, I do want to let you know about the Authors Give Back sale that I'm taking a part in at smashwords.com where you can get a wide variety of my ebooks either for free or discounted rates. Among those that are free is uh, what made the golden age shine and uh, some of the ones we have a, a discount of 60% off include all I needed to know I learned from Colombo, all I needed to know I learned from Dragnet and Slime Incorporated. So just go to booksale.greatdetectives. Dot net and uh, for each book you're interested in there is a code for you to uh, go ahead and uh, get the uh, applicable discount all right well we're going to play an episode of it's a crime mr collins uh, this one uh, is officially uh, i guess i should put that in quotation marks titled the uh, blue steel fountain pen uh, and the original air date is unknown but let's go ahead and take a listen it's a crime mr collins it surely is after all if you've got to keep your husband from going back to an old flame you're not going to let anything like a double murder stand in the way. Now, are you? By the way, this is Gail Collins, wife of the famous detective speaking. And I'll be back in a minute to set the stage for our puzzling crime. It's a crime, Mr. Collins. 
What's all this about a double murder, Gail? Well, Jack, I'm not so sure it wasn't a treble murder, but uh, we'll settle for two. How come? Greg and I had been on a case in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. When it was over, having been brilliantly solved by my Greg, who was a dilly of a detective, <laughs> we had an invitation from an old school chum of Greg's, John Field, president of International Steel. John invited us to drop by and tour his steel plant. Greg and I stood beside John as he led us past the huge boiling cauldrons of hot liquid steam. Make quite a mean kettle of soup in those cauldrons, John. Oh, it's mean, all right, Craig. Some of it's up to 3,000 degrees. Well, now, if you look at that catwalk crossing over your head toward the cauldron... What a view! Look at that catwalk way, way up! Craig! What? Craig, it's down up there! Good heavens, he's falling into that cauldron of molten steel! I'll never forget the sight of that man as he fell past the girders down towards it. White, hot liquid. I would have passed out if Greg hadn't grabbed me and carried me outside. Sometime later, when I'd calmed down, we were going to John Field's office. John was strangely poised. I'm sorry you've been so upset, Mrs. Collins. Uh, we'll skip the rest of the tour. Though I, uh, I was hoping you'd feel well enough to take a quick look at our research lab. Thank you, but I'd rather not. You know who works in there, Greg? Leela Strong. Not the Leela Strong. The bell of the old campus herself. Exactly. She turned out to be a remarkable chemist. I put her in my lab last year. Leela Strong, huh? I say, John, remember the night at college when Leela and I got accidentally locked in the gym? Well, I, uh, I never thought that was an accident, Greg. None of I know Greg it wasn't. He never told me about that Greg. He never told you about Leela Strong? Why, he and Leela were locked Ever the... see uh, anybody else in the old gang, John? But the talk of the campus. She was a ravishing girl. Go on. Uh, isn't it uh, awfully hot in here? Come on, Greg. Uh, step into the research lab with me and say hello to Leela. Well, she'll be so glad to see you. I'd like to take a look at her myself. Well, some other time, maybe. Oh, let's go, Mr. Field. Uh, which way is the research lab? I've always been interested in research of various types. Oh, it's right through that door down the hallway. Just follow me. Oh, oh, just a second. Just stand right there. This, uh, that's the warning buzzer. That means someone's coming out. We'll have to wait here a second. Yeah, let these men pass. Careful, uh, just stand back. What are those men carrying? Grams of radium. What in the world's noise is that? A Geiger counter. Oh, uh, I never heard one. Detects radioactivity, doesn't it? Yes, we have to be very careful in case there should be an attempt to steal some radium. I don't have to tell you it's worth a fortune. All right, fine. Well, this way to the lab, please. Well, there she is, Greg. Lena Strong. Why, Greg Collins, darling. Uh, hello, Lila. <laughs> Where have you been all these years? Oh, you've got to give me a great big kiss for old Lang Lang. Just you come here to Leela. Uh, Leela, uh, uh, meet my wife, Gail. I soon haven't met anyone who sends me the way Greg... Your wife? How do you do, Miss Strong? I'm always glad to meet an old friend of Greg's. Hello, Mrs. Collins. Well, why don't you show Greg and Gail around the lab, Leela? Of course, John, I... Leela! 
Oh, hello, Jim. Leela, I don't believe I've had the pleasure of meeting Mr. and Mrs. Collins. Oh, yes. Greg and, uh, and Mrs. Collins. This is Mr. Gordon. How do you do? Uh, Jim Gordon's head of my research lab, Greg. Must be very exciting work, Mr. Gordon. It is, Mr. Collins. Especially here at John's plant, where he gives us free reign. John, I'm going to be the first to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Leela, dear. Oh, that's very sweet. Oh, is it your birthday, Mr. Field? Well, yes. Happy birthday, John. Oh, thanks. And if you two don't join the rest of us at my house for a party tonight, I'll never speak to you again. Oh, we'd love to. I'm not waiting for the party to give you my present, either. I'm going to be the first at that, too. Here. Oh, Leela. What a beautiful fountain pen. It makes my present for John look sick. Don't be silly, Jim. It's nothing, really. Uh, Leela, uh, why don't you and Jim close up the lab and, and come over to my house right now with Greg and Gail? I'll mix my usual perfect cocktails. Oh, no, I I couldn't do that, John. I I couldn't go now. I I have too much work to do. You you run along. I'll meet you there later. Oh, you sure? Yes, yes, absolutely. You, you go along with Greg and Mrs. Collins. I, I, I can't go now. All right, Lily. You uh, you don't have to get so upset about it, did you? Well, Jim, well, how about you? Oh, you can come with us now, can't you? I'm right behind you, John. No, Jim. What's the matter, Lila? You feel all right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel quite all right. It, it's just that I, I I have something here in the lab I want you to look at, Jim. You you can you can go with them later, can't you? You you don't have to go now, do you? Oh, it isn't a matter of life and death. Don't go now, Jim. Stay here. I. I've got to talk to you. All right, Leela. Just don't excite yourself this way. I, I'm not excited. Uh, come on, Greg and Gail. Uh, we'll see these two later. Bye, Greg. And Mrs. Collins. So long, Leela. See you later. So nice to have met you, Miss Strong. My all. We won't be late. Here's the door, Greg. Uh, one of you may open the safety door. Yeah, Mrs. Field. Your old slave may be a very glamorous-looking woman, Greg, but I'm afraid she's on the hysterical side. Well, don't you know why? Why? You got a theory? Uh-huh. Because she's telling me again. Oh, you can see that. I always have that effect on her. An old guy could counter this time, eh, John? No, Greg. After all, as president of this company, I'm not going to steal from myself. We just take ordinary common sense precautions. But ordinary precautions don't seem to work, Mr. Field. Why do you say that? I was thinking of that man who fell from the catwalk. And was killed. Oh. Come on, Greg and, and Mrs. Collins. I want you to meet Dean Kenson. Hello, Leela. Dean Kenson, this is Greg and Gail Collins. How are you doing? How are you doing? Dean Kenson's head of a little college here in town. Have you heard of the Independence Institute of Technology? It's a formidable name, Mr. Collins, but it's very modest school. Oh, oh, excuse me. There's the birthday boy. I want to speak to him. John! Oh, yes, Lena? Would you do a favor for me? Could I have that fountain pen I gave you for your birthday? Would you give it back to me? Give it back to you? Well, it's really not the sort of present I wanted to give you. And you've had a dozen pens already. Oh, but I like it, Leela. I don't expect you to spend a lot of money on a fancy present. Please, John, give me the pen. I want to get something else for it. Don't be silly. You gave it to me and it's all over. It was a darn good-looking pen. Forget it, Leela. Will you please give me back that pen? No. 
Now, skip it, won't you? John, give me that pen. No, not on your life. John, come back here. Leela, why are you so hip to the Let go of me, Greg. John, wait. Leela has been rather nervous lately. Look at her, chasing after John up those stairs as though she were... as though she were playing cops and robbers. She's determined to get that pen back or know the reason why. Now, don't be... Get up, I told you I Greg, it's falling downstairs. What? Oh, Greg. Call a doctor, someone. Keep your ears pinned, friends. We'll be back in a minute with more of the story. Three seconds after falling down the stairs, John Field was dead. And Leela Strong, who pushed him down, became hysterical. No, 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 it was an accident. Is he all right? Is he all right? He's dead. I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was angry. I, I pushed him. I, I didn't realize he was so close to the stairs. I didn't know. I didn't know. I... Easy, Leela, easy. Look, I think Leela ought to rest for a while. She'll be all right if she is left alone. All right. Uh, we'll wait in the other room, Mr. Collins. Uh, come on, Jim. Right, Dean. I'll help you to that couch. Had a girl, Gail. Well, I, I didn't know. Now, if the rest of you will wait in the other room. Oh, come on. Let's go, Jim. Certainly, Dean. Get her on that couch, Dean. Oh, stand up, Leela. Now, lean on me. Uh, that. You've got to believe me. I didn't kill him. Lie back, Leela. That's better. I'm going into the dining room. I saw a bottle of vodka there. I'll be right back, Gail. The phone's out here in the hall, too. Convenient. For what? I'm going to phone the police. Oh, no. Oh, just try to control yourself, Leila. You won't help me back in this room. I wouldn't hurt, Johnny. I just pushed him. I, I didn't know. All that... right, Leila. Now, I suppose you just... Oh, the lights. Who turned them out? Greg, come here. Oh, Greg! Someone turn out the lights. Where'd you get that litter open? Oh, someone came into the room in the dark. I, I didn't know what was happening. I tried to grab them. I reached out and I, they shoved this letter over into my hand. Better put it down, Gary. Oh, yes, I... Wouldn't help much if anyone saw you with that letter open. Take a look at Leela. Leela? Why... Innocent. 
good letter? Mm-hmm. You're not going to read them. I'm censoring them right now. Oh, let me see. Go away. They're not for little girls. Dean Kempson! Mr. Gordon! Dean Kempson, I just wanted to ask you a question. Yes, Mr. Collins. Excuse us, Mr. Gordon. Of course. I found these letters in Leela's pocketbook, Dean. Are you going to buy them? Me? Buy them? You heard me. What are you talking about? Why should I want to buy any letters? Shall I read them aloud? No, no, please. I... All right. It is true. I... I did write those letters, and Leela was trying to force me to keep quiet about them. I've tried to cover up because... Well... Well, I'm married, and... I've worked for ten years to get my job as dean at Independence. Any gossip, whatever it is, could have cost me that job. But I don't care now. I I can't cover up anymore. We're all involved in a shocking, horrible murder. Now I certainly don't give a hoot what becomes of me. Dean Kempson, if I were you, I'd try not to be quite so talkative. You think I might implicate myself? Well, I made it up to my neck now anyway. But I think we can save you a lot of embarrassment. Maybe even save your job. How? Go home. Right now. Everybody. You and Mr. Gordon, go home. The train, the police... That's just the point. The police will be here any second now, and there's a chance, an outside chance, that we can wash this up without seeing all your pictures smeared across page one of the local tabloids. <laughs> if we leave, the police will... I've been a policeman for a number of years, Mr. Gordon. Don't worry about what they'll think. Just go home while there's still time. Well, you're a detective, Mr. Collins. I'll take your word for it. I'll do anything you say. So will I. I'll be at my home if you want me. You, you can depend on that. What the dean said goes for me, too. I'm available any time, Mr. Collins. Greg, are you crazy? Why, girl? You've got a double murder on your hands. And two suspects. Dean Kempson and Jim Gordon are a search man. Do you question them? Do you hold them to the police? Oh, it looks as if we were in a picnic for the campfire girls, and everybody can go home. I want them all at home, girl. Each in his or her own home. And speaking of the subject, you're going home, too. Lloyd, don't give you a hundred to one. You don't get me to go home. Gail, go home. Not in your life, with two murders to solve. Gail, remember the time in Mexico City when I got mad and spanked the daylights out of you? Call before you come home. I'll be waiting up for you. Okay. Don't go away. In just a minute, I'll bring you the climax of the case. Very much upset, I went home. Greg swings quite a punch when he spans. And last time we had that kind of a session, I couldn't sit down for a week. So, I went home. Meanwhile, as I learned later, Greg was traipsing around, of all places, in a car with a friendly policeman. I hope you know what the confounded big jeep is here doing, Collins. I think so, Sergeant. Now, what did you say this gadget was? A Geiger counter, Sergeant. Simple gadget. <laughs> Fine way to solve a murder. Riding around all night with a silly box sticking out the window. This silly box, Sergeant, is one of the most important gadgets in the world. You see, it detects radiation. If there's any radioactivity near this Geiger counter, it starts to click. <laughs> so what? It's an exercise in logic. Sergeant, what's happened on this case? John Field, the man who got the fountain pen, was killed. Leela Strong almost went mad trying to get the pen back. She got it. At least she got the top half of it. Then she was killed. Must be quite an extraordinary pen, eh, Sergeant? 
Uh, go on. People wouldn't knock each other off for a pen even if it could ride underwater. Now, why did Leela refuse to leave the research lab with me and John after she gave him the pen? And why did she refuse to allow Jim Gordon, head of the lab, to go out? I'll tell you. Because no employee could get out of that lab without passing a Geiger counter. Radium is worth a fortune, you know. Thousands of dollars a gram. Just the sort of thing you'd conceal in a fountain pen if you were feeding it. Oh, I get it now. This tomato Leela Strong decides to get about a hundred grand worth of radium out of the lab, so she sticks it in a fountain pen and gives it to the president, knowing that they wouldn't turn that gadget on when the boss walks through the door. Then she goes to the party and figures she'll get it back. She'll give him a fancier-looking birthday present, and she'll keep the radium. They have a battle. She shoves him down the stairs. And I find the top of the pen in her pocketbook. Meaning somebody's got the bottom half. With a fortune in radium inside. Dean Kempson or Jim Gordon? That's how you know why we had taken this delightfully cool evening ride in the car with a Geiger counter. It can spot radium in a mile area. We're going to pass the home of each suspect. And when the counter starts to click, that's where the radium is. That's the killer. Well, now that I've figured out the whole case, what are we waiting for? Yes, Sergeant. Now that you've figured it out, what are we waiting for? That's Jim Gordon's house right ahead of us, Collins. He's the head of the research lab. All right, I'll turn on the guy get counter. It's on. Now stop the car. If the guy got kind of a click, he's our man. Okay. Listen closely, Collins. Anything yet? No. Drive on. There's Dean Kenson's house. Listen closely, Collins. Nothing doing. I don't understand it. It's got to be one of the two. Drive me home, Sergeant. Must be something wrong with the way I figured this out. But what the devil is it? Where did I go wrong? Okay, Collins. There's your place. Oh, your wife's got the light on. I bet she's as sore as a pup. You're leaving her home while you work out the case. I haven't worked it out, Sergeant. There's something wrong. Holy Aunt Hannah, you hear what I hear? Yeah. The Geiger counter's clicking, but that means the killer's in your house, Charlie. Now, don't tell me your wife took the radio. Don't be ridiculous. Let's go in. Hey, how do you like that gadget? Clicking like crazy. Boy, there's radium in that house of yours, Charlie. There's a killer in there, too. With Gail. Oh, Greg. You got here just in time, Collins. We were about to leave. Well, if it ain't Mr. Gordon. Sergeant Greg, thank heavens you're here. It's Jim Gordon. He's the one who stabbed Leela. I think your husband realized that, Mrs. Collins. Now, look, Gordon. Careful, Mr. Collins. You're forgetting something. You've got the other half of that pen, Gordon, with the radium in it. That's just it. I have the radium with me in a needle that was inside the pen. Oh, my arm. Let go of my arm. Mr. Collins, if you or that policeman take one step toward me, I'll put this needle into your wife's arm. I suppose I don't have to be more specific about what would happen if radium is directly injected into Mrs. Collins' arm. Why, you know that... I'm leaving now, Mr. Collins. And I'm taking your wife with me, just to be sure my departure isn't interfered with. I'm taking her with me in my car. Of course, if there's any attempt to follow me, I'll be forced to use the radium needle. 
And I'm also carrying a gun. You've got it all figured out nicely, Mr. Gordon. You've had a good scheme ever since that man fell into the cauldron of hot steel. Was that an accident, or was he wise to the fact that you were trying to steal radium from that lab of yours? He overlooked a wrong conversation, let us say. But it was Leela Strong who finally gave you the real opportunity. She had access to the radium. You must have known radium was missing. And so you went through the same logic I did. When she made a fuss about the pen, you realized Leela had the radium in it. So you stabbed her and stole it. But you were afraid Gail had noticed you in the dark. So you came here to make sure. I'm afraid I haven't any more time, Mr. Collins. Uh, that is, we haven't. Your wife and I. My car's outside. Get moving, Mrs. Collins. Oh, let go of my arm. Let him go, Sergeant. Don't try anything. Let him go, I said. Coming, Mrs. Collins. <laughs> down this road, Mrs. Collins, and we'll turn left and hit the highway. I must warn you again that if we're followed by a police car, I shall kill you instantly. Don't move, Mrs. Collins. I can see everything you do. All I want to do is powder my nose, Mr. Gordon. That's a woman's privilege. All right. I don't see why you should worry about a girl powdering her nose. I'll just... My eyes! My eyes! Oh, sorry, Mr. Gordon. I'll just take that gun of yours. Gail. Gail, darling. Wake up, Gail. I... Oh, great. Where... You're in the hospital, darling. Gordon... Gordon, I blew the powder in his eyes. It was very smart, darling. But you should have waited until you hit the stoplight. Bubbled over a lamppost, an ice cream truck, and a fire hydrant. What happened to Jim Gordon? He's in the clinic. And your pictures in the paper were a very fancy headline. Daring Girl Captures Radium Killer. A nice picture, too. Do I look pretty? Hmm. Yes. Prettier than our old friend, Lila Strong. Hmm. Maybe. Greg, tell me the answer to the biggest mystery in this case. Biggest mystery? What's that? What happened when you and Lila were locked in the college gym all night? Oh, that was before you and I were married. I still want to know. Uh, see the gorgeous flowers I brought you? Stop stalling. I hate people that stall about a question and change the subject. What happened with you and that airline pilot when you got caught in the rain in a Paris hotel? They, they are beautiful flowers, aren't they? Don't go away. In just a moment, we'll be back with you. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed our story. Be sure to visit us again next time for another puzzle in murder. For whether it's crime and romance. There you'll find Mr. And Mrs. Connors.
Welcome back. Uh, this episode, even though it's not the last episode of the series, I thought it might have been uh, before the last episode, because that episode was entitled The Blue Mystery. Well, in this case, there is not actually any reference to blue that I heard in this. And the plot sounded familiar, and then... I realized that, that I'd heard this as an Adventures of the Abbot. And in that case, it was entitled The Clicking Silver Pen. And when I take a look at the digital deli ftp.com log, there is actually an episode entitled uh, Clicking Silver. Uh, and uh, this episode could be that. I just don't have a way of determining for sure. But at any rate, I'm comfortable putting it uh, ahead of the last episode that we have that uh, we're going to play for you next week. I do like the scene with uh, Mrs. Collins uh, using her uh, powder to uh, distract the criminal. Uh, this one, of course, was original to the NBC series. It's probably done a little bit better just because they had a uh, better budget. And uh, Claudia Morgan in the role of uh, Mrs. Abbott. And that right there's a huge advantage since he was such a big uh, radio pro. And uh, finally, uh, we also have uh, a comment from Facebook. Uh, regarding uh, this, and uh, Bill writes in, Hi, Adam, so only three uh, more episodes. Eh, I'm counting the days. Uh, thanks. Well, only one more episode now, uh, but thanks so much for the comment, Bill. And uh, I also want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And uh, I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Mark. Mark has been one of our Patreon supporters since January 2016, currently supporting us at the rookie level of $2 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Mark. All right, well, that will actually do it for today. Uh, if you do have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. And of course, join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X and next Tuesday for It's a Crime, Mr. Collins. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.